Hello, 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 and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. And we're back together, the pod wife, pod husband, Rachel Burford, alongside myself, Johnny Hammond. Morning, Burf. How are you? Morning, Johnny. I'm really good. Sorry if there's a little bit of noise in the background. Some drilling going on upstairs. You're, um, you're having some work done, <laughs> continual work. So this is part phase seven. Something like that. Is it phase seven that we did? We're going to changing the. What are we changing at the moment? Yeah. So we've got a hallway being reconstructed at the moment. Um, come a long way since doing those um, those out benches. Since the one. Remember oh, that? The... That was about two years yes. ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor benches. That's almost suggesting that you're doing this building work yourself. Well, I'm project managing. Surely that's the same thing, right? Of course, and you know, you look every inch the project manager in your cable knit jumper, um, which you must have got for Christmas. How was Christmas? Done well. I did actually. My mum got me this. Yeah, um, yeah. Christmas was nice. It's quite quiet, um, which was nice. No builders around. Um, yeah, just really nice to have a bit of downtime, but not too much because obviously we had big game on the twenty seventh, so um, it wasn't a crazy one. How about yourself? How was your Christmas and New Year? And how were the kids? Utterly, utterly mad. Bonkers. Everyone are here. <laughs> Utter carnage. Dogs everywhere. Um, food everywhere. Uh, responsibly wine everywhere. And um, yes, a good time was had by all. Thank you. But yeah, like you, um, sort of straight into yeah some prep and what have you for 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 the big game. Well, let, let, let's let's get into that. Um, should just uh, let everybody know. Great show today, almost a, almost like a live show today because we are going straight into the Welsh camp because there's some very, very big news coming out of the Welsh camp and we will be right there straight into the heart of it with um, with the lady at the centre of it, really. I think um, if you don't get it from that, who we're having on the pod, um, then you might be a little bit silly. But anyway, that's for later on. No more clues. Let's get into to, to Big Game 13 then, um, because I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, we've, we've not managed to, to have a chat since. But um, what a brilliant occasion. Certainly was for, uh, as a fan. And I hung around afterwards and before and what have you. Um, it, it, it's a brilliant occasion, as they always are. But what was it like to 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 be seamlessly involved in the day as a, as a, as a Harlequins captain? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone was quite nervous around what was going on with COVID at the time. So I, I'm just really proud of how the players all done everything that they could to ensure that they were in a position to be selected to play the game safely. Um, so that was first and foremost, but then the, the entire day was just so incredible to be a part of, you know, I said it on the day, I've said it after the game, like not many people get the opportunity to play there and to play one of our league games against one of the toughest oppositions that we always, um, you know, struggle against or have really tight competition against, to play a Premier 15's league game at um, the stadium, you know, it's just things that, that you don't ever expect in a domestic career. Like you don't think oh, I play for my club and I'm going to go play at Harle- um, I'm going to play for Harlequins at Twickenham Stadium, where English rugby is the home. And so I think just kind of that. And you know, I've been very lucky in the past to play there in an England shirt. And just what I love about big game is just seeing the players who've never experienced that, you know, the big eyes that, you know, and this is for the Wasp players as well. I mean, they were there. We arrived and they were fully in their 
full kit playing on the pitch, you know, having photos. And it's amazing because you've got to take that, you know, all those moments in and you've got to really kind of look around and think, wow, we're here. And it was nice to see it for everybody else. And that's what makes it so magical is that all those players that, you know, might not be represented in international honours, but they get that in a domestic. And I think that's really unique. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, the Wasps were there very early. And as you say, getting out there and soaking it all up, fair, fair play to Giselle uh, Mather and, and the rest for, for doing that. Because, they, yeah, they were they're fully absorbing absorbing the day. Um, does it does it hit home with, with, with you guys? I mean, you just touched on it there. I mean, you know, as a broadcaster, I've been lucky enough to to do the, the first final and the first playoff final and the first televised game. And, you know, and that, those are really, really special games for, for, for me as a broadcaster. Yeah. That's the first Premier 15s game at Twickenham. Um, you know, and I'm incredibly proud to, to, to be a tiny part of that. Does, is that spoken about as a bunch of players? Is it realised pre post? I think we definitely try and, um, you know, get players to understand like the magnitude of it, but I don't think it really sinks in until you're there. Um, this year, for the first time ever as well, we did cover. So we walked from the stoop over to Twickenham as a squad. And we and there was fans. Like I think a lot of us were like, no one's going to turn up. No one, like, there might be your mum and, and the dog again. But we had like a lot of people out cheering us on as we were approaching the bridge, going over the bridge. And then when, as we approached the stadium, again, more people by the gates. And, you know... It, that kind of thing, you're like, wow, they've come here for us. And then I think we're at a stage where that's an expectation international. But for a domestic team, I think that's remarkable. And I think that's re- that really shows the leaps and bounds of the game. Yeah, could agree. But I do more. think once once the player, yeah, once the players got there, like even in the changing rooms, you know, some players would never have been in that stadium, only to watch a game, and then they get to walk down that tunnel. Um, and then all of a sudden the turf is there. And I don't know what it is about. I, it's got such a distinctive smell. Sounds really funny. But like just the grass and the freshness, it's like it's just something that you literally can't be. You can't explain the feeling unless you're on it. And like you all you'll have those feelings as a broadcaster as well. But, you know, just walking around and the, the players kind of I mean, so many selfies were taken. <laughs> <laughs> think it, well, definitely, if it didn't sink in, they've got plenty of photos to look back on. Brilliant stuff. And our Burford rolling about the years, getting the hands out, dusting off the hands for those uh, couple of tries. Bang, bang, the <laughs> yeah, rest of that nice. Burford. Yeah, it reminded me of um, when Jess scored that incredible try. Oh, how, God, how many of the years ago at Twickenham? Um yeah, it was nice to just, you know, understand what my role is. I mean, we can't not get the ball out to those X-Factor players. So, yeah, lucky to be in the right place to pull the trigger. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for the nice words on, on comms. You know me for well. I, I, I say what I see. Um, here's Mr. Chips. Um, that is rolling back to you. <laughs> um, I say what I see. And, yeah, your, your, your hands were, were exceptional. Um, let's not go into the, 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 the detail of... Of the game, I think we do. Yeah, we, we I touched on that with with Sunta last week and, and what have you, um, and all of that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, talk about big game thirteen, and the lady who was captain the the, the, the winning side and it's been there and done it. Got the t shirt, the mug, the uh, the tin tray, uh, the matching toweling robes, all the rest of it. Didn't mention the shirts once. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty disappointed about 
how the media responded to that. Look, it was obvious that we weren't in the right fitted kit, but players wanted to play in that kit and the staff made it happen. And if we weren't in that kit, they would have made them we weren't in it. So look, I think the bigger picture of what we what the club put on as a display of opportunity for women's rugby is what it's about. Not necessarily we can't always get everything right. And I'm sorry, but people that do things that are out of the ordinary and are the first to do things are often the ones that do make mistakes along the way for the people behind you to not make those mistakes. So I just it just disappoints me that people want to pick holes instead of kind of look at the incredible all the other great stuff and they go, Oh, actually, well, they didn't do this part right, let's jump into that. And do you reckon that we're gonna be ever be in that position again? No. Do you reckon that I need to speak to Harlequins at all to say, I think we might need smaller shirts next year? Absolutely not. They recognise it. It'll be sold. It's just like, why really, really pick on that, considering you had all the other stuff to kind of celebrate and get behind? Um, yeah, we've got to be careful with, with doing that. You know, there'll be people that have stuff to say about where it was only having, like you mentioned, you know, only 12 months. What's that going to, what about the rest of them, etc.? They'll, People find fault in everything. Um, but let's make sure that we keep celebrating the really, really good stuff. Like, I'm all for challenging, and I'm all for standing up for things when they're not right. But let's not forget the bigger picture stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. One, 100%. Um, yeah, and it, um, it, yeah, look, it's, it's the world we live in, isn't it? And, and sometimes I possibly think that these things are being highlighted, not for, for the issue being highlighted, but for the people writing it to be highlighted and yeah, that's just, just not the way that, um, that, that journalism or, you know, should, should, should be done. Um, but look, it was a, was a absolutely momentous day. I'm Kira Bevan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. But look, let's get into the meat and drink of the show. Let's get into that Welsh camp. On what is an utterly momentous day for Welsh rugby, it is a huge, huge, warm, bear hug-like uh, welcome to Sean Lily Crab. You are a professional full-time rugby player for Wales. How's that sound? I think, like, today is the first day it's really sunk in with hearing people say it like that and saying... Can you introduce yourself and say your job to say that you're a professional rugby player? It's like, oh my gosh, this is real. Um, yeah, so it's properly sunk in this morning and uh, it's been emotional actually, um, but super excited. Um, can't wait to get underway fully with the girls and uh, what a 12 months hopefully it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. We were on a, uh, on, a on a press conference call earlier um, when it was uh, re- released, um, and Nigel spoke very well, and you know, Connie spoke very well, and, and yourself. But yeah, oh, you had us all in tears at one point. Uh, a lot of journo's switching off cameras, desperately fighting for their cameras <laughs> to, to 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 get off their cameras. But I had no shame in admitting I was uh, I was very emotional hearing you speak because it it means that much to you. Um, it's it, it's been a, a a long time coming. Is there in the gambit of, of emotions today? Is is a is a sense of relief there? I think a huge sense of relief. And yeah, I, t- I took myself by surprise earlier. You know, uh, the question coming in about you know what would you say to 
um, a teenage girl from from Monalo that um, didn't have a club to play for, and it really hit home over how far we've come and how big a fight it's been. Almost, you know, for me, I said, and stop playing for a team, and then. Um, I'm my first cap at the age of, of 28 to be in this privileged position today. You know, it's been a hell of a journey the last 17 years, essentially. And, and that moment really caught me off guard this morning and actually made me realise how much it, it, it meant. And, you know, the love for the game that I had, um, you know, started off in Manali Rugby Club as a, as a kid running the water on for the, for the men's side there and wanting to be able to play um, and loving around the environment to be able to say now I'm a professional player for, for Wales women is is absolutely massive and uh, it's been a journey, you know, the last few years it's been a journey, it's been spoken about for some time, um, but one thing we've never lost is that hope as a, as a squad and held held on to that hope and look where we are today and uh, you know, it's super exciting, it's uh, overwhelming to be honest So just one more from, from, from me, Berth um, I, I, just, I just wanted to to, to say personally, um, you know, we've had you on a, on the pod a couple of times. Obviously, covered you in, in various games and what have you. Um, do you do you realise? And, and of course, I know I know as a, as a person, you're going to bat this one away. But um, I'll have a go anyway. Um, do you realise that the significant role that you play? Because in and around these things, when 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 there needs to be strength and there needs to be a totem pole, someone needs to stand up and do that role. And, and however harmful that is to you and the, and the damage um, it may have done to you and, and, and the hurt and what have you, people have still got to hang their hat on something. And you have been that person. Um, and I just wanted to say, yeah, on, on record, just full full credit to you for for being that person and, and, and a massive part of the, the drive to do it. Do you realise the, the the role you played? Here we go, straight back back to me now. Watch. Um, not probably not not really. Uh, but I, I guess I. So all I've done is stand up for what I what I care in Johnny, and um, I care deeply about Welsh rugby. I care about what, women's rugby, and I, I care about all of those girls. Um, and you know, rugby's given me so much. Um, it has. I'd be lying if I said it. It's not been hard. There has been really hard times, and. Um, it does have an effect on you emotionally and, you know, you, you're trying to unite everyone and, and, you know, fight for positive change, but it's absolutely all been worth it. You know, the emotions that I've gone through or we've gone through is, is absolutely worth it for this day and not just for us as a group of 12 players and, and the rest of the squad for the future of the game as well, for the future of um, women's rugby, but the, mainly as well, the future of, Welsh women's rugby you know we're a proud nation we're a small nation but the opportunities hopefully this will create for the future is massive but you know my my aim is always to be the best player I can be and person I can be whilst representing that red shirt and um, you know that's always been the end goal so uh, yeah it's, it's a huge milestone today and you know I, I, I've said it earlier you know it's credit to as well um the management that have listened to us. So, you know, Steve, the CEO, Nigel, um, and now Johan, obviously, and his team that have come in recently. But, you know, that change has, has happened because we've been listened to and we've been heard. And uh, this is this is massive. And, you know, that don't underestimate 
really I always say to anyone the power of your voice and just speaking honestly sometimes because you don't say anything nothing will happen but you know you speak up to the right people who want to listen and things happen and, and that's exactly what's happened in this instance oh I could go to war you were involved in, 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 in the, that first round of ever contracts weren't you um in, in, you know in world women's world rugby um are you, are you getting a nice warm feeling in, in the tummy just listening to, to Sharon there? Yeah, and like I think congratulations first on your own contract, but to all the girls and the progress that the Welsh Union's made. I think, you know, echo what Johnny says there, it often takes somebody right at the helm to really drive it. And you and I've witnessed to that. So, fair play to you. And you, know, you can say management's listened, but it's from the strength within made that happen so yeah massive congratulations i'm so happy for you all there's um you know, semi professional contracts and it's the start and it's a really good start i think we've got to highlight that if you want to try and start putting holes in it it's a brilliant start and everybody knows it's not the end point it's the start point and, and i just think it's in cool. so again just congratulations from on a personal level um and I, I think that the one of the key things you said there oh, it's really sunk into it won't sink in until you start having to say that consistently you know people ask me what you do suddenly you're a professional rugby player you're like there's not another job and we're doing that and I think they, they were the things I remember just couldn't get your head around saying that and it, and everybody will always say, I'm a fresh player, that it will be a follow up with when you paid. But yeah, that's why now I'm. I mean, I think it will take a, a while for, for it to really hit for you and the girls, but just such an incredible milestone. And I think the biggest thing you said, and I remember this, we didn't see this immediately either, but. The impact that you're going to have on those young girls that now they can go I can do that as a career you can actually start thinking about it now as opposed to just fumbling along and playing a game that they love they can actually go I can actually do this for a full-time career and go and be an international player and I think that impact has goes such a long way and you've really touched on it and um, you know that's not been there for world they haven't you know the, the closest that they thought they might do it, they have to go and play in another league that has more set up at the moment. And now it's so much closer. And I think that's the, another really special part of that journey, that whole player journey that you guys are all Yeah, massively. I, I think uh, I seen Karis Hale tweet this morning. Um, she was doing some stuff with the Dragons under 18s girls, and she did a bit of an icebreaker and you know, said, What do you want to, even at this point, what do you want to be? Um, when you're older, like what career path you want to go down? And her, her response was, I want to be a professional rugby player. And, you know, what that's done is just made that real for all those girls who love rugby. And exact reason why we we love it, because it's brought us so many friends, it's given us so much, so much joy over the years. And people can, act, girls can actually strive to be that now. And that's, that's massive. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, even as a kid growing up who couldn't really play rugby, but what rugby did for me, I couldn't play it, was huge. And, you know, you couldn't see women's rugby on the TV then. You couldn't, um, there was no junior sides around, but 
where we're at now is a huge leap forward and this is just the start and Nigel mentioned this morning you know there'll be contract negotiations again um after summer um and then to be implemented post post world cup which is huge you know not only are we for the first 12 but it allows the rest of the squad then to really strive for something post that world cup that will will change their lives and, and that's how i'm looking at it this is this is going to change my life for the next 12 months and and hopefully beyond you know it's it is life changing and uh, so i i just feel like we're on cloud nine at the moment it seems like not not real but it is real you know yeah and I've got a question for you. Who who did you grow up wanting to like inspired by? What players? Being completely honest, it was Martin Williams I loved because that's who I used to see on, on TV all the time was Wales men, you know. Um Wales women wasn't really really on, but you know, I, I knew I'm Mel Berry, but I never really seen Mel Berry play, you know, I never went to watch any live women's rugby. It wasn't it wasn't on TV. But knew she was an outstanding, outstanding player and captained Wales to many successes, you know. So, but growing up, I used to watch Martin Williams play week in, week out, and uh, loved loved yeah. what he did on the field, you know. So, but now hopefully that's flipped. You know, girls can see us. Um, you know, it's been a tough two years with results. Hopefully, in autumn we've seen the start of something special, and we've got the opportunity now to build on that. So. Um, We've seen it in the autumns, you know, actually our games, we played Japan, South Africa, um, finishing with Canada at five o'clock on a Sunday, which is, is quite tough. And um, we had South Africa on a, on a Saturday lunchtime because people enjoyed the game so much. We had our best crowd for that Sunday game. We've gone two wins. And even though it's a Sunday night game, we had our best crowd on that Sunday evening game based on, you know, what we'd done in the two games before. So, it's powerful, really, over what we can do by improving performance. And we've got the opportunity to hopefully do that now by training more smartly and, and harder, I guess. I mean, you yeah, look, sorry, Bill, go on. So that's the impact you're going to have now. Young girls are going to be like, I want to be like Shran and not Martin Johnson. Sorry, Martin Williams or anyone like that. And I think that's the beauty is that the you're the role models that I want to be. You don't have to want to be there. Um, just a quick question then. on So you're saying your life's going to change over the next 12 months. Give us a flavour of what day one looked like, what the rest of the week going to look like. But what do your days look like? I know your days were like before. They were like ridiculously long days working, training, travelling. So give us an insight. I think I got all of that perfect, but it did break up a touch then. But um, so like a week for us, um, we're generally in Wales um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and, and, and Friday morning. You know, we're, we're super lucky that almost we're a small nation um, in in distance. So, you know, a lot of us live close to Cardiff and, and the centre of excellence, which is which is in the Vale. So, you know, we're in there in the mornings, um, speed work. Um, gym and and skills essentially. So, you know, this week we've kicked off and we had um, gym speed and kind of catch pass skills, decision making skills on Monday. Um, then yesterday we had um, similar some acceleration work um, skills, but it was 
tackle text of really breaking it down. And this is the beauty now. It's like when we normally come into, you know, even our clubs and Wales, we do obviously do have more time in clubs throughout the year, but you go game by game. So you're, it's game plan. How do we beat opposition? You're reviewing, you're recovering, you're previewing. We've got time now to really break things down and really enhance our, our technical skills. Um, so yeah, broke it down massively yesterday to contact area. Um, so not not a hard hit out a hard day, but just technique. You know, getting good quality reps in. Um, and then we were, we were in club training last night, so we all went to our clubs last night and got kind of a, a high day in on, on feet volume with our clubs and prepping for our weekend fixtures. Um, Thursday, Friday, then will be similar. We'll be in in the mornings. Um, and then into clubs on the Thursday evening ahead of our game. And then Friday then is this kind of recovery, um, looking at our game plan ahead of Saturday and just really switching on to um, what, what what that next week is. But then, for instance, next week is a little bit different because we've got a, a break in our Prem 15 fixtures. So we're in Welsh camp then for, for, for that weekend. But, you know, the bonus is working closely with S&C coaches, working with, uh, Ewan and the rest of the coaches um, and being able to sit down, look at ourselves, review live footage as well from training. Like, you know, we had the iPads out yesterday and looking at our tackle tech there and then live, like, this is what I need to do differently. That, that's that's massive to be able to help our performance. But um, the main thing as well for me, what I'm looking forward to is no more 80-hour weeks and being able to rest, recover and uh, try and be the best player as, as you can be. Because the reality is, no matter how hard you try, if you're not sleeping enough and not getting your feet up and not being able to do recovery, you're limited to where you can go. And uh, that, that's what it's been like. And, and that, that's not sustainable. So now, you know, to be able to train, rest, recover, be able to go again fresh is going to be massive. Um, I'm very conscious of, of your time, Sean. Um, and but I look, the professional ready. I mean, the amount of jargon and lingo that was used then high feet volume tech this tech that i see a proper professional already not this amateur status stuff um proper professional performance the pressure's now on no um ever the coach would speak no i'd love to ask you about you know how easy it was with a a job and what have you at um at swansea university i'll just let the the, the, the listeners know that you said in the end, it's kind of kind of an easy decision because this is ultimately what you've dreamt of as a as a girl, and yeah, you know, they've been great to you. But I just wanted to just pick up on one thing that, that Nigel said, and, and he's in front of yeah you know, the, the the proper women's rugby journals there, you know the the Ali Donnellys and the Sarah Orchards and what have you. Um, and you know he said we we want the best women's. Let's read this: the best women's program in the world. That's the objective. That's in black and white now. That's in video. Just how exciting is the, is the future? And don't worry about the team just for a couple of minutes. Don't worry. They won't be listening. Just you. How is exciting is it for you hearing those kind of words? It's massive. Um, you know, it's it's more than just the contracts. I think, you know, he's referred to as the resources, the quality of, of everything else. That, that's massive for me because my ultimate goal is to be the best player I can be in this red jersey, especially this year. And that, you know, that is huge that I'm going to have the tools, hopefully, to, well, I will have, because I, I, I trust Nigel's words and what, what he's what he's saying um, today and before today. I'm going to have the tools that I can now be that. Um, before, 
uh, Johnny, that probably wasn't possible. But what he's, he's, he's now allowing us to do is for us to be that best, reach our potential. Um, and that's the exciting bit. Like We probably haven't reached our potential as players because of the way we've been functioning. So, you know, this is super exciting. Like, how, where can we go if we can reach our potential now? And that's not just from having the contracts, but it's the resources and the programme, S&C, um, coaching, um, you know, nutrition support, all of that. Where, where can we go now? Because um, we haven't had those resources in, in to this level before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see how, how far I can go, really. Oh, it's magic. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there because no doubt you've got uh, 500 more of these to do and it'll all be the same questions. So apologies for our unoriginality, but it, it, it's one of those days and just delighted you could come on and we could just share with the, with the listeners um, that, that true emotion uh, and honesty that you always bring. And, you know, we, we've a bit, a bit of the, the, the journey, given our listeners a bit of the journey days when you, you know, it hasn't been going so well and what have you. And, and it's lovely to, to have you smiling away making everybody cry with your with your um, you know, sheer passion for the for the game and world rugby and you did it well done thanks guys thanks for having me as i said before it's always a pleasure to come on the show and anytime i will more make more than enough time to come on and chat to you guys because what you guys do for women's rugby is massive and i as you say sometimes it's nice to share positive light on things and uh give people a, a true insight into what happens and uh yeah, no, thanks for your support both. It's been, you know, you've both been a huge support for Wales women and uh, and women's rugby across, across the years. Thank you. We'll see you next week and the week after and the week after and the week after. No, no, I'm Yeah. <laughs> Pencil me in. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Wow, I I got emotional birth um, on the press conference. Genuinely, tissues everywhere. Um, Rob Cole, who, who sort of asked the question, and just yeah. it it went straight to the heart of her. And and um, yeah, imagine just remembering when she was a little girl and she didn't have a club to play for. And now she's captain of a Welsh uh, rugby team that's now a professional. Um, and it, yeah, it went straight to the heart. And boy, um, certainly the best person I've ever been to. Um, but she she's magic, and um, her role. I know I knew she was going to bat it away, um, but um, it can't be underestimated her her role. No, you know she's been instrumental in why Wales are in the position that they're in. She's been at the forefront of having those difficult conversations. She's been in that position where. She's been challenging those around her for the players around her. And she's done that all whilst having an extremely high-pressured full-time job, travelling back and forth to club and then representing Wales everywhere in between. You know, to do all of that, um, you know, is a real strength of character. And I just think, I don't think she really probably realises just how much of an impact she had in what she's created for herself, but also for teammates. Yeah, you, I, everybody yeah. see the type of player, person she is. Yeah, she might have a contract and 11 others might have a full-time one, but she wants her whole squad to have one. So that they'll keep fighting and they're building and working towards that and she won't settle. Um, but yeah, just yeah, delighted for her and, and everybody else. 
yeah, the, the, the way she conducts herself and managed to stay as honest as she does, um, I think, almost almost peerless uh, as, as, as a current player in that international space. She's uh, extraordinary. Just just to the nuts and bolts of it, um, 12 contracted players was really going to be 10. They just couldn't squeeze the, the talent into into the 10 places, so they made the, the 12 available. Oh, it's a 15-man game. Oh, please, people, see the bigger picture. Um, they're a retainer contract. So some players, you know, George Evans, for example, over in Saracens, that's a hell of a journey, four days a week. Um, you know, I, I don't know that for a fact, but it's just that one of those kind of players who would be on potentially one of those retainer contracts. And then if players from without those contracts, whether it be retainer or full-time, come into play for Wales, that is then, you know, they get remuneration for that as well. So uh, the full gambit, I was incredibly impressed by Nigel Walker. Um, cool, calm um, and, and collected, but a, a momentous day and... Um, yeah, we speak about a few issues on, on here, don't we, Berth? And I, I just think everybody calm down. It, it, we've got to realise that it's it's a slow burner and this is a momentous day. I've said it and we'll, we'll keep saying momentous day for, for women's rugby, for, for Welsh women's rugby. Um, yes, they could be paid more. Yes, there could be more contracts. Of course, there could. But you've got to get on the wheel to start with. And that's often the hardest part. And Welsh Women's Rugby is on the wheel. And that should be massively celebrated. That's the highlight of the day. Exactly. I think you've got to look back at, you know, the Red Roses. We did start with everybody being full-time and it being perfect and and paid. And, you know, it didn't start like that. And you've got to take that, just like you said, it's it's a starting point. Nigel Walker has clearly set a huge aspiration and, and a level that they want to get to. That's some statement to say... We want to have the best program in the world, not in Wales, UK, in the world. And that's a big thing to go after. So, you know, the fact that it might not be perfect yet, please do not be picking in this because this is unbelievable. It's unbelievable for all the players that are involved and all the future players that are going to be involved. Yeah, I think, you know, just recently, um, you know, coaches in and out and all the rest of it. Again, um, don't know the, the, the full story behind that, but but again, you know, um, let's look at this as a confident thing. Perhaps it just, it just didn't fit uh, with what they're trying to do. Uh, but to say these kind of things on record, we're one of the best women's programme in the world. And he, he didn't mean that, you know, quite openly said, you know, that's not particularly financial. We're not saying we've got an endless pot of money to throw at it, but just everything that, that the girls need. And that, that again, was, was the key point that Sharon said it, didn't she? That, that they were they were being heard. And the more players can be involved in conversations about planning and what's going on in the future, the better. You know, people like yourself involved in the international players. You need, you know, players playing the game now, whether it be club or international, let's get those voices out of there because you've grown up with it. You know what it's like better than, you know, someone like me, yeah, myself who hasn't played for 20 years. You know, uh, you've been in those change rooms here and now. So, um, no, I. Very, very, very good news. Delighted for for all of them, uh, the Kira Bevans and uh, and all the rest of it, Elsa Sills and and the rest of them. Um, but particularly Charlie Lecrap, I think she's been um, a totem pole for for Welsh rugby, and she should be celebrated as such. Let's get up to date with all of the rest of the news, though. Birth. That's massive news from Wales. Let's go all the way now to South Africa with Nadi Butelezi and Nadi's news. 
Thank you so much, Johnny. I must say it's great to be back for another exciting edition of the pod. And what better way to start off this week than the announcement of 12 Wales women players who have been given full-time contracts. What a time to be alive and what a time for women's rugby. It is definitely on the rise. We do start off this week's news with Charlie Hayter, who has been appointed Sevens and Women's Performance Manager for England by the RFU. Hayter will work with the Red Roses England Pathway Premier 15s clubs, as well as both men's and women's Sevens setups. Hayter, a men's Sevens international, was named England Women's Sevens head coach in 2019 and coached throughout the Tokyo Olympic cycle. Former England captain Emma Mitchell will join the RFU Every Rose Action Plan leadership team as a performance consultant. And we do stay in England with USA International 7 star Alif Coulter, who has signed for Saracens. Very, very exciting news there. And we do cross over to the Asia Rugby Council that has approved the Executive Committee's recommendation of changing the name of its Women's Advisory Committee, renaming it to the Gender Equity Committee, whilst also endorsing the inclusion of individuals of both genders on this committee in its commitments to gender equity. The council gave power to committee chairpersons to add more committee members, thereby making more space for women to present on committees, as well as give current female observers full-time membership status and complete voting rights. The Women's Advisory Committee was led by Adam Mulby for the past two years, who also presents Asia as a World Rugby Council in an exemplary gracious and progressive act. Ada expressed her desire to now step down from her role as chairperson of the Women's Advisory Committee to allow new leadership to come to the fore. Her services and gesture were greatly appreciated and her recommendation to Exco for Iranian Nahid Bermajandi to take over the Gender Equity Committee was approved unanimously. It is heavily rumoured that New Zealand are set to announce the introduction of professional contracts to the Black Ferns next week, but further details will be provided. In memory of the passing of Scottish international Siobhan Cattigan in November, four Scotland players, Lisa Thompson, Shauna Campbell, Evie Wills and Eva Donaldson, will be holding a specialist clinic in partnership with Apex Rugby. The session aims to raise funds that will be donated to causes that Cattigan was passionate about, with the session aimed for those aged 10 and over. Places are still available. Now let's kick off 2022 with round 10 with round 10 rather of the Premier 15s and only six teams in action this weekend with two games postponed due to COVID cases. The Bristol versus Gloucester Harpery game did end in a 36-14 victory to Gloucester Harpery and Gloucester Harpery came from behind at halftime with a five-try victory at home. This sees Gloucester rise to fifth in the table, still in the hunt for the top four finish, while Bristol dropped to second. Moving over to the Sale Sharks versus Exeter Chiefs game, and that game ended in a 43-7 victory to Exeter Chiefs. And the Chiefs executed a dominant and ruthless performance, scoring seven tries. This game also marked a significant milestone for South African rugby, with the first starting appearance of any South African player in the Premier 15s, and that was through Zintlem Pupa running out in the 13th shirt. Exeter now sit in third on the table and will look to their next match against Harlequins at home, who currently sit in fourth place on the table, also on 34 points. And finally, the Saracens versus DMP game ended in a 104 victory to Saracens at home, with Saracens capitalizing on a vital point-scoring opportunity to score a century at Stone X against DMP. They ran in a total of 18 tries, which now puts them on top of the table. This weekend in round 11, we can look forward to fixtures between DMP Sharks taking on Bristol Bears with Exeter Chiefs taking on Harlequins. Dister Harpy will then face Sale Sharks and Loughborough Lightning will take on Saracens while Worcester Warriors will then take on Wasps. Exeter and Harlequins will be live on BBC Sport. 
And finally, the Saracens versus DMP game ended in a 104 victory to Saracens at home, but Saracens capitalizing on a vital point-scoring opportunity to score a century at Stone X against DMP. They ran in a total of 18 tries, which now puts them on top of the table. This weekend in round 11, we can look forward to fixtures between DMP Sharks taking on Bristol Bears with Exeter Chiefs taking on Harlequins. Dister Harpy will then face Sale Sharks and Loughborough Lightning will take on Saracens while Worcester Warriors will then take on Wasps. Exeter and Harlequins will be live on BBC Sport. At the Supermarine versus Bath game, unfortunately, Supermarine didn't manage to get any points on the scoreboard and it was Bath that would walk away with the 69-0 victory. And this means Tharok still lead the table on 44 points with Old Albanians close behind on 40 points and Bath chasing them on 39 points. And this weekend in round 12, we can definitely look forward to some action in the north with Forward Waterloo taking on Sefton, Harrogate will take on Barnsley, Litchfield will host Novocastrians, Loughborough Town will then take on Cheltenham Tigers and West Park leads take on Kenilworth. And in Championship South, we can definitely look forward to some action between Bath and Old Albanians. Blackheath will take on Reading Abbey and Hove will take on Henley. Tharok will host Richmond FC and Supermarines will take on Buckingham Swans. And moving over to Ireland, the NHL Ireland League resumes this weekend with Round 10 and the matches will be Blackrock College taking on Old Belvedere and Cook taking on Stutonians. Malone will host Belancolic and Railway Union will host UI Bohemian and Wilklow will take on Galvegians. And as it stands, the table is tight at the top with Railway Union currently in first on 39 points from 7 wins and 2 draws, whilst UI Bohemian are second also on 39 points but from 8 wins, 1 draw, 1 loss. And so there's all to play for. Blackrock College stand in third on 34 points and Old Belvedere in fourth on 26 points. Crossing over to the Tenants Premiership in Scotland, it does take place this weekend and we can look forward to some action between Hudsonians taking on Stirling County while Hillhead Jordan Hill will host Corstofine and Harriet Blues will host Carthur Queen's Park. And looking internationally in France in round 8 of Elite 1, it does resume this weekend and in Pool 1 we can look forward to some action between ASM Rugbanar taking on AC Pabogny Stade Rene will host Stade Tulisier and Lance will be on a bye. And in Pool 2, Black Nick Rugby will play RC Chile Mazarin, while Leo and will take on Lille, and AC Bayonets will then host Montpellier with Stad Bode on a bye. In Spain, the Liga Iberdora is not back in action until the 30th of January, so more on that to follow. That's it from me, and catch you next week. Hi, I'm Bill Bourbon, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Nandy, thank you very much for all that news. Sign yourself down to South Africa. A little bit jealous. Got cold feet this morning. Um, anyway, let's just pick up on some of the Prem results that uh, Nandy brought us up to date with. Out the weekend, only six teams in action. Bristol, Gloucester. Now, I tipped Bristol. Did you? I thought, yes. Because what do I know? Um, <laughs> Madame herself, Centre MBE, uh, went Gloucester Hartbury. Um, yeah, they were good for their win, weren't they, Gloucester Hartbury? Yeah, I think that kind of result has been on the cards for them. Um, they've been so close in quite a number of matches to to take the win. They obviously, the week before, just beat Exeter, which would have given them, maybe not the week before, but um, would have given them the kind of belief and the momentum to keep moving forward. Um, that. Bristol had a lot of players out. You can't deny that. 
some key members not part of the team. So you take that into account, and that's probably why the squad then got to where it got to in terms of running away. Do I think that Gloucester could have still beaten Bristol with all their fully um, pledged players? Yes, I do, but I don't think it would have been as big of a scoreline. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think um, Mo Hunt and, and Zoe Alcroft, it, it, they're obvious, aren't they? Um, to pick out, but I thought they're both absolutely outstanding. You want your big players to, to play well, in, in, especially in derbies and whatever. I thought those two were, were, were exceptional. And Freaky George, Freaky George, um, was uh, was exceptional as well. Her tactical kicking. Um, I mean, when people say they need a coaching lesson from her. Yeah, indeed. So, Sharks went down at home, seven forty three to the Chiefs. Fairly dominant, the 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 Chiefs. They are they are just a tough, gritty old side, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And you know, it's a shame because obviously it was tight at half time. But I feel like that's kind of been Sale Sharks' season. You know, get when when Harlequins played them, it was the exact same. It was tight, um, tight result at half time. But then it's kind of that second half, that tail end where you know probably more cohesive teams together then kind of get their momentum in the second half. They work it, they've worked out the opposition a little bit quicker. And then that's when they kind of put foot on the gas and they, they run up the tries. And I think that's what happened again this weekend. And you can see so many great elements of sale sharks. It's just now being able to piece that first half and the second half performance together. Yeah, indeed. So, and, uh, Little run out for Southampton players, Intley Umpumpa. Um, fair play to her. Yeah, Lynn Cantwell weaving her magic, isn't she? Um, and congratulations <laughs> for her for her move over there as well. Southampton's 104 against DMP. Um, and sadly, we, we, we come back to that social media t- topic. Um, some fairly unpleasant stuff. Uh, personally, I didn't didn't see a huge amount of it. Uh, if any, um, but a really tough time for for them. Have they been given the the support they've needed? Uh, I think one hundred percent not. Um, geographically, they're they're very important for for the growth of the game. Um, but yeah, the, the, these you, how tough are they when you we played against them? Uh, they're relentless. Like the scoreline uh, doesn't reflect the effort that they put in and the care they had to represent in their shirt. And I genuinely mean, like, I, I, the same sort of conversations that's happened, like, they could easily just be like, do you know what, don't fancy it, let's say we yep. haven't got enough players. or But they, they get on a bus and they travel everywhere and they absolutely put everything into their playing. They they don't turn up to, to lose, they turn up to play and put an effort in and whatever the result then ends up to be in, it's being. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see the abuse that they were getting. But, I mean, no one deserves that, full stop. And, you know, for the girls who are playing, like, I just want them to know, like, that players that they're playing against don't have any of those kind of negative feelings towards them. And and we don't go into those games. I mean, we had a really tough run against them um, at home. You know, they, they caused us so many problems. And I think we have massive respect for them, huge amounts of respect. Anybody that wants to challenge what they do or how they're doing something, I reckon probably have a look at your own life before you start doing that. Yeah. I'll be right behind you, Beth. <laughs> three, three and a half miles. Right <laughs> you. Uh, 
Look, it, it is a difficult situation. Um, our friend Matt Merritt um, from the Cheap Seats, um, he, he writes a lot about women's rugby, um, did some interviews uh, with, with DMP. It didn't want to overlap that. So actually, you know, quite a good thing in the media to, to overlap and, and share stuff. Um, he spoke to Mackenzie Thomas, uh, and she kind of pretty much summed up this situation at the moment at DMP Durham Sharks. For us, obviously, the last 18 months has been pretty difficult. Um, we have seen a lot of staff turnover, um, which is obviously difficult because um, there will be points where, you know, there might be a gap between between staff members. So um, kind of a handover can be um, potentially not all that straightforward. So sometimes it feels like we've started over again, um, which is not... Uh, very easy and can be quite frustrating as players because there's a lot of things that we just we can't control Um, so we often tell each other that we need to focus on what we can do as players so that's like getting our gym sessions in you know eating right coming to training uh, making ourselves available doing our rehab if that's you know the stage you're at and things like that Um, so we yeah like the support that we see, um, <laughs> I guess it's hard to talk about. It's, um, I would say it is not the same support that we see with other teams in the league. Um, we are extremely happy to see all the support that other teams receive because it is amazing for women's rugby. And it's so exciting to be involved in a league that is becoming so professional and it's being seen in our league. And then that's pushing forward to, you know, the scores that we're seeing that England is putting on in the autumn internationals, let's say. So I think it's, it's been so crucial for women's rugby to see that if you can create a league like this and you can put funding in it, you can create these amazing players um, that can then reach, you know, the national level. Um, I, I do think that we have work to do um, behind the scenes to be able to allow us to um, level the playing field with the other teams that, that we see. Um, you know, so we hope that things are going in that direction. It just feels like they're, um, we would like them to go faster. Feels like. So moving on to round 11 prediction time. Yeah, well, oh, well, you've got a hard. Did Sunta get them all right? Because she went to it. She did. She got them all she right. All right. Yeah. So here we go then. No pressure. DMP against Bristol. Bristol. Agreed. Exeter. Quinns. Harlequins. I'm staring you right in the eye, Johnny. Don't look away. <laughs> it's called a hard stare. My <laughs> aunt taught it to me. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brown. Um, oh. Come back to it. Uh, Gloucester Heartbreak against Sale. Gloucester Heartbreak. Gloucester Heartbreak. Loughborough Line against Saracens. Oh, I would say I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, it's up think, in Loughborough. I think Saracens. 
Yeah, I think I think just to go, just don't think Loughborough recovered. And I think they, they need all the best players on the field. And you know, as we know, one is their best them. player back yet? What's that? Is their best player back yet? Don't believe so. No. Uh, Worcester Warriors against Wasps. See, I think Worcester, a bit like Gloucester Harby, there's a there's a big there's a big performance coming. Or sorry, that's wrong because I think performance will be pretty good. Yeah. There's a big result coming. I'm gonna go with Worcester. Oh, no, don't do that because I'm gonna go Worcester. <laughs> we can both go for Worcester. No, okay, both Worcester. Um, <laughs> and extra Chiefs Quins. I think you're riding on a crest of a wave. I'm gonna go Harlequins. Yes, uh, Charlie. Will, will be on BBC Sport um, for your viewing pleasure. Well, that that's kind of uh, about it, really, for for this week. A, a sunny week. Um, builders have calmed down for our second part of recording, so, so that's been really, really good. Um, just wanted to do a little shout out though for Tia. Don't know how old Tia is, um, but. She's been a lot of contact with us on on social media. She plays for Dartford Valley and Medway Rugby Clubs. Somewhere close to your heart. Oh, close to your heart. Um, and yeah, she's just keeping in touch uh, us in touch with with her progress and what have you. Just wanted with a, a little shout out, Berth. And I would say she's sort of early mid teens ish. Um, any advice you may give to her at this particular moment to Tia? Well, if you're mid-teens, just make sure you keep enjoying it. Have lots of great experiences and never forget your roots because those clubs that, that really make us who we are in the end. So, yeah, keep playing with a smile on your face. 100%. On that note, I'm straight to the hairdressers to get mine done. Um, huge thank you to Cheyenne Lily Crap. Oh, yeah, still, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm buzzing for them. I'm buzzing for her in particular. Um, but no, really, really generous. And I appreciate Liz Jones sorting it out for us today uh, to get that reaction straight off the back of the, the press conference in a historic day. Um, I'm excited, Johnny, about talking about some really positive stuff about Wales because we've had to challenge a lot or question a lot. And now we get to really kind of celebrate uh, and look on to, to what is such an exciting prospect. And obviously, you know, nothing official yet, but as Nandy was saying, you know, there's big news to come out of New Zealand fairly soon as well. There's sort of some little murmurings and rumours on social media, isn't there? Um, look, I think, yeah, the cat's out of the bag. There's, there's contracts to be given out there, but um, we need to officially do the, the, allegedly, let's not get the lawyers on us, um, let's cross cross the T's and dot the I's before we, we, we do anything more on that of the pod. So, no, really, really positive stuff in what is an, an unbelievably positive year for women's rugby. Um, yeah, so thank you, Sean. Thank you to um, the team behind the team, uh, to Sean, uh, to Tom, to Bluebell, Natty, thank you very, very much. Um, great to be alongside Berth. Nice to have you back. And... Um, See you next week. See you